Mr. Pop. Dark. When the little birds are nasty, and I listen to them too, there's two lonesome people in the whole wide world. That's me and the man in the moon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ms. Kadonik University Radio Live, a podcast and live stream exploring fantasy flight games as a part of the card game. I'm Dane. I'm Dan. I'm Ben. And a few mornings ago, I opened my browser to discover a whole slew of news about this newly announced Arkham Horror expansion, The Edge of the Earth. Wait, you, was you, get, you get your news from a browser? Like, you'd, like, yeah. open up a browser and find out stuff? <laughs> well, I think that morning I did. You rely know, uh, on uh, your Google News on your phone to randomly read stories? <laughs> I, have, I have, like, a little squirrel that lives in my neighborhood that just kind of, like, tells me stuff. Oh, sure. And that's okay. yeah. used by squirrel. That's yeah. very common, very modern. I feel like you would be overpaying for your living situation, Dan. If that's that's, that's the only way you get uh, get your news. But I don't fine. know. It's, this this squirrel really knows some stuff. That's all. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, it's here. I mean, we've been waiting for a while, right? Into the maelstrom yeah. was lost in the maelstrom, and now it's not. And and, uh, uh, and yeah. Dan is hyped, and we're all hyped. It's. Uh, I mean, this is. I would say this is the biggest sort of change in the way that the game is produced and released since it was launched. I mean, even the investigator decks, I think, were not as big a change. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So yeah, so let's so, we'll, we're gonna break down the news today, and then we might we're gonna wildly speculate mostly, but but uh, we'll, we, we'll we have to topics. We have we have topics to discuss, and that's that's what we like to do. Do yeah, I do have an organization. So yeah, so let's get into it. So. <laughs> We got, there's a new format um, where instead of doing one deluxe box and six uh, Mythos packs, uh, there's going to be two big boxes, one that has all the campaign content and one that has all the investigator cards uh, and player cards. Uh, Huge change. Um, So campaign expansion and investigator expansion, right? Right, right. Um, And and in this case, they're both like thematically paired, like they sort of... You can you can buy just one and use it without the other, but they're sort of intended to go together. Sort of like with a previous campaign, they would choose the investigators and cards to kind of match the theme of the campaign. But I, I guess there's no guarantee that they'll always do that. Like if they wanted next year, they could release a campaign expansion without accompanying player cards, or like a player card expansion without a campaign to go with it. So yeah, that's that's kind of interesting to think about. I mean, it's yeah. possible that like they originally planned this cycle to be the standard release model and you know they changed partly like, through production like oh why don't we just do it like this you know <laughs> so I, I was i was wondering about that because it sounds like i mean like back in the netrunner days there was a pretty believable rumor that like um rain and reverie was originally going to be sort of a full six pack cycle and it was turned into a deluxe box at the end mm-hmm. the, i mean with this from what we know about the campaign and we'll talk about this later it sounds like it is different enough from the standard sort of eight scenario model that it probably uh, yeah. that's true like it well but but they still they might have like done the kind of initial design thinking it would be a traditional you know box and six packs and then it just at some point during it they might have switched over to this so we really don't know yeah they could have mixed it up so um but yeah I, we just wanted to kind of do a couple quick pros and cons i guess on our initial take of the format so um yeah definitely like uh I think it's going to be overall a little bit cheaper, which is nice. <laughs> um, but but to me, just being able to not have to track down every Mythos pack every time it comes out every once a month, which is a horrible living nightmare eighty percent of the time, <laughs> um, it's going to be it's going to be great. 
Um, it's it, it's hard enough for us, and we live in the United States, uh, and we each live in a relatively dense area with a bunch of game stores. People that live in other countries or in sort of more remote areas of the U.S., I think it's been very difficult to get all the packs. So, yeah, I think in that sense, this is a big improvement. Yeah, I see people constantly like trying to track down the full cycle, both like when it's releasing and uh, if they're trying to like, catch up and buy old cycles. There's like, oh, well, I, bought, I got packs one, two, five, and six. Yeah, play, yeah. Play that, the game, please. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good point because a lot of newer players are are rejoicing at this, right? Because they would love a lot of them. Like, we just had somebody join the server a little while ago who was who was like very very excited about this because uh, tracking down like Carcosa right now is just like, you know, good luck. <laughs> but like uh, with this, you just need to get both of these or one of these, you know, however however it works out, and then you've just got everything. And uh, I think it's also much more accessible. Yeah, I, was, I think it's also really good to have a clean separation between player and scenario cards because, um, you know, maybe only one person in your playgroup really needs to buy the scenario cards. But this way, it's easier for each individual player to have their own pool of player cards um, yeah, without feeling exactly. like they have to buy sort of duplicate scenario cards. So yeah, that's uh, I, I I could see. I mean, you know, we're all nerds; we just buy everything anyway. But I think that I could see that being a big deal for newer players that are like trying to build up a player card collection. Exactly. Yeah. Like I've always just kind of assumed that I was going to get one of everything as it comes out. But like, if I pull myself away from that mindset as somebody who's like new coming into the game, it's like, okay, well, I remember being in Netrunner and coming into it like a few cycles in and being like, well, what are the packs that I need to build this specific deck? Like I want right. to play this deck. Where do it like, do I need like the Mystonic Museum? Do I need this? Do I need this? And it's like hard to not just be like, just get everything because sometimes you're on a budget. Sometimes, you know, like other things are happening. You can't get them for whatever reason. So this is just like a one-stop like thing where you get the cores, you get the investigator starters, and then you just grab these two boxes every time they come out. Um, and hopefully they're not going to be as scarce and, and whatever. But it also means spiral bound campaign book. As confirmed in uh, the Mythos Busters stream with MJ, uh, she did confirm that it would all come in one. And that's that's also a thing. You know, you have to deal with, like, unfolding these little pamphlets and putting them all back. And <laughs> I do hate those little pamphlets a lot. They're very annoying. They always get creased. I've, I, I think people have been kind of asking for years to make some kind of, like, nice... Uh, book com combining like all the campaign logs from the first however many campaigns now that they've kind of moved to this new model it would be really good if they would do that for the existing ones they probably won't but it would be it would be nice i see i see a lot of people have like custom like they make custom yeah. like hardbound covers for like each book yeah. each campaign that are really nice and they're super gorgeous yeah it'd be good if there was a nice official one too but that would, that would be cool yeah, I mean, I'm also excited for the the other benefit of the player cards all coming all in one box is we'll be able to see like the whole cycle of cards at once. Well, like especially this last cycle was really, um, uh, it was a real struggle to try to evaluate like the blessed and cursed mechanic as the cards like slowly came out. <laughs> um, so I'm excited to be able to just kind of look at the whole group of cards at once and be able to uh, evaluate them like that. So that'll be great. Um, yeah, and similar to that, I mean, I know. Um... I've often kind of griped that when we're playing through a campaign for the first time, you know, it's a month at least, if you're lucky, between scenarios. And often it's more if either people's schedules don't allow you to play right when something comes out, or as has happened a lot recently, a pack just gets like delayed for some mysterious reason. So 
it's often just hard to keep track of like what is the overall plot of this campaign again who is this yeah. npc like what are we yeah. doing uh especially for me because i just get distracted so <laughs> i think it's i think it's kind of cool that we'll be able to sort of play through it because i usually have way more fun when we go back and do a campaign and it all in like a short period of time after it's all come out than i do during the initial run as when you're it's spaced out by a month between each scenario yeah yeah absolutely i think that this would have been the perfect release model for the the dream eaters right because that one for each campaign or for each scenario you had to wait two months in order to find out find out what's happening next time and i'm like who are these investigators i'm playing again what happened like what 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 took place so yeah the dream eaters release got really coveted right didn't like the six pack didn't that take like three or five months or something yeah to come out that's brutal Um, and uh one one last pro we should mention which i think honestly is maybe the biggest one or, or one of them the biggest one that doesn't involve sort of like availability and cost but sort of like actual you know gameplay um, they just have a lot more freedom to structure campaigns differently. Like they don't have yes. to do eight roughly equally sized campaigns that each have to work as a standalone that can't use scenario cards from the other scenarios. Mostly um, they can just have, uh, you know, I think, I think they've said that this one is going to be between four and 10 sort of scenarios, depending on how you do it. So there's room for like di- weird branching things. There's room for like one really long scenario and then one really short scenario, you could see more stuff like the prelude of uh, Circle Undone or like the extra scenario in Heart of the Elders. Those are both bad examples because I know we don't really like either of those, but <laughs> I, I think it, it could be done really well. So that's really exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Definitely a lot more freedom there. Yeah. Do you yeah. have any cons that come to mind for you guys on this new release structure? Any what? I'm, okay. Cons. I mean, I can, okay. I'll give you one or two. Oh, I mean, the oh, I thought you were doing a joke. I thought you were doing a bit, Dave. No, I, no, I legitimately. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you cut out. You cut out like exactly when you said uh, that word. All right. Like, well, all right. So so yeah. cons, Any cons? Like we're talking about cons. Oh, very so oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's like it's uh, we'll get less uh, consistent releases of content, and we'll just get big bursts. So hmm. it might be like long spans of time where we don't get anything new, and then we'll get a whole bunch at once. Uh, so that yeah, might be I, a little bit of a I, con. I don't know. It's fun I, to look forward these... to like a new pack each month in that sense. I have these friends who have a uh, podcast about this game, and they oh. really rely on having like a pack coming out each month to give them sort of something <laughs> to do an episode about. So uh, I really have no idea how they're going to adapt to this new world, but uh, I, I would say that that's a concern for them. I'm sure I mean, we'll figure one... it out. At least one of them's a doctor, right? So she will do it. <laughs> yeah, but together. these days, you know, he's, he's mostly just, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's left that aside for other pursuits, oh. so I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, but no, I mean, that is like, I mean, you know, it gives you a reason to go to the game store. It gives you like a, there's that kind of people trying to guess what the end of the campaign is going to be. There are some kind of fun things about having it released episodically, and we will kind of miss out on those. I also miss, I mean, as Dane pointed out, um, Innsmouth was definitely one where it would have been great if all of the uh player cards had been released at once dream but uh yeah well oh uh, yeah sorry you said dream Eaters, but i was thinking ends with we complained that like all the good blessed payoffs are at the yeah. very end um yes. yes but you know in netrunner it was always fun when the meta would kind of like evolve like a new pack would come out and there would be some really good cards and that would kind of shift what decks people were playing and then another pack would come out a few months later and it would kind of shift and people would play different decks because of the new cards that right. has never happened quite as much in Arkham as in Netrunner, but you still get a little bit of that. And we'll, I think we'll have less of that now, but I, I, I mean, I still, I agree with you guys. I think on balance, this is a really good change for the game, but we, we will miss maybe some things about the old system. 
Yeah, I also wanted to highlight a point a point that I think Harrison originally made was that like it's also less you have less excuses to go into your local game store because like you're not going in every month and seeing things or whatever. You might now that COVID is is hopefully <laughs> with a foot out the door, but uh, you can start going back and playing in in person again. But like not having a reason to just walk in there and like maybe you're picking up a couple other board games or other things like that. It's kind of sad because at least for the game store, right? Like for, for a business perspective, you're in there less times. The good part about this model is that they know that you're going to, they're going to get you coming in once a month, you know, to, to pick up this new pack. And it's kind of like a dedicated customer thing. Um, whereas now it's just like you, you come in once, spend a hundred dollars and you're done. Don't even have to go in for the next eight months, you know, or nine months or however yeah. long it takes. Well, I think these will be, I think these are rumored that these will actually not come out at the same time. I think I saw something about maybe the investigators are going to come out in like September and the campaign will go in like November <laughs> or something. So they might still stagger it a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, okay, interesting. I'm not sure if that was confirmed. It might just be a, a, a vicious rumor, but... Um, it's uh it's also this might just be motivation for uh you know those those arkham fans who are lucky enough to have a good local game store to set up a you know thursday night arkham or something like that yeah, sure, yeah. you know it's like another reason to go so yeah i mean more involved i'm sure everyone's desperate to probably go talk to other people i guess for some reason i don't know why but uh <laughs> could have organized I mean, arkham at your really store. Re- really want to sit in a room in a windowless room in the back of a mall under fluorescent lights yeah. in an uncomfortable chair playing. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not even joking i honestly do want to do that but uh <laughs> i've i've never wanted to do that more to be honest but um yeah I mean, we're going to be getting other things, right? There's going to be return twos that are coming out. Hopefully there's more of the uh, side scenario packs that are coming out. Things like that will be exciting to see in the interim between design. And that's also something that you were alluding to, Dan, that um, it opens up the design space in terms of like in-campaign stuff, but also maybe just design space in general, right? They might have some of the stuff that's been laid out for a while. And uh, if they're finally getting to use it and they can, instead of having to like wait monthly that might restrict some of the ways that they want to be releasing these things to us so this way we can get all of this and then maybe in two months they'll release you know another side scenario they can have more parallel investigators being worked on at once because once edge of the earth is like out bows tied there they can start working on other things etc so i'm excited for that it occurs to me they also are not locked in now to like always have to do the campaign box uh at this giant size like they could do like a mini campaign release or something too, where it's like you know half sure. cards yeah. with like three, four scenarios in it or something like that. Like they do it with yeah, like I... the Mansions of Badish expansions. They have like the thirty dollar expansion that has like two scenarios and the sixty dollar one that has like four or whatever. I was thinking that point. if they if they had done Dream Eaters in the system, they could have done the two sides of it as separate like yeah. half campaigns. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I, I I would love to see that. I would love it if they had the freedom to instead of them all being like this length and sixty dollars or whatever, they could do like one that's two thirds the size, one that's like you know a little bit bigger and it costs a little more. My suspicion is that FFG being FFG, they still really like consistency in their products, and I bet that we'll see. I bet we'll see them stick like pretty close to this sort of two two boxes model maybe they'll sometimes do like two boxes that are unrelated to each other or something um but you never know they they're definitely closer to having the freedom to do that than they were in the past yeah again yeah. they probably won't go too crazy but i could see them having at least one other variant with like a smaller box uh, for both of these even um, yeah, yeah i mean that that came up when we were talking about guardians of the abyss how it's like a small two-part like kind of a very different 
than normal side scenario custom thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, it would be nice to see like even just a four part with that, you know, like that kind of thing. One, uh, one more con that I wanted to mention, sort of something Tim said in the chat reminded me of it. Um, I do think it was kind of neat to have like unique uh, encounter cards in each scenario pack in the past because you'd have some treachery or some enemy or something that felt really it's kind of the flip side of like it's sort of cool that they can now share cards between scenarios more easily. But the downside of that is we we might start to see scenarios feel a little bit more samey. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it, it depends on how they do it. And I, I, I guess I, I trust them to, you know, do design it well and not make that mistake. But it, it's one potential problem with the system. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe just echoes from Innsmouth. <laughs> I mean, I didn't I didn't crunch the numbers of how many cards there are. There might be slightly less cards, but um, which means they might do a little more overlap. But I think we'll still see like unique cards for each scenario. I'm not super worried about it. As yeah. long as they don't title tunnels for like six scenarios, we'll be okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess. So yeah, yeah, both 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 pros and cons. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like we're all on t- agreed that this is on balance. This is a really exciting and good change for the game. Yeah, yeah, I'll, absolutely. I'll, I'll miss a little bit uh, the episodic and uh, doing the story between uh, each each scenario. Also, I'm going to be compelled to have to play the entire campaign as soon as it comes out, so I don't get spoiled. So <laughs> yeah, I'll, exactly. I'll, I hope you guys are ready for that. Uh, whatever. I'm sure there are going to be many released. rituals that are made now. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm sure the entry will uh, be playing. So, yeah, there's right. going to be a lot of rituals where we just twenty forty eight hours of Arkham, and it'll be great. Those are, those are the best. Those are the best times. Alright, so oh I had a whole yeah, separate every, slide that everything cons. everything is Iron Man all the time now. That's just how it's gonna be. Yeah. Yeah. Um so let's they, we also got a preview of we got a lot of preview of the investigators. Um Yeah, very generous. So we've investigators we know, we know all five of them. I think all of them there's no like it's completely brand new investigators to like Arkham Files, but we got uh Monterey Jack, Norman Withers, Daniel Reyes, Lee Chen, and uh, Bob Jenkins. Uh, we know all five of them because I think that we have the back of the box we've seen, and also the front of the box has all the pictures on it. So, um, yeah, I feel uh, like he's going to be the mysterious puzzle that, that people Bob have to figure out. Yeah, we have we have yeah. no clues about Bob Jenkins, and then he's probably a survivor unless there's like a surprise sixth investigator somehow on this box. It's a lot. That would that would um, be cool. But, uh... but yeah, but, yeah we, I think I mean, he's probably the, the base class survivor. One of the things that people were talking about in terms of like uh, excessive or uh, the, the team being able to like change the way that they, they format things is that they were po- uh, positing that they could do more like uh, legacy things. Like don't open this until you've released the last or, or you finished the last one. And some people are for it. Some people are against it with both legitimate reasons, but uh, that would be an interesting way to do that. If if you had like open I, only after you've you've played through I, the campaign, and then you get a new investigator, and you're like, oh, you know, like. <laughs> uh, I mean that that might be cool to have like an investigator you unlock from completing a campaign. But if yeah, if tries to sell me a product, do I have to like tear up a card after I use it or something? No, that's gonna be it. So I hope you're not advocating for that type of legacy mechanic. No, 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 um, no. Just it's cool, like it's a cool, cool idea. But if they did have a like a player card or investigator unlock like that, I, it would just be spoiled like a yeah. month before the box came out it, inevitably. No matter how hard you tried to avoid it, so it's probably true. Uh, but maybe maybe they'll do it. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, no, this is. I mean, this is exciting. I mean, I think uh, Monterey Jack and Bob Jenkins are both high on my wish list for like 
people that I've been hoping to see in this game for a long time. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Lily for me is pretty exciting to see. Uh, yeah. So, so one rumor slash theory everybody has oops, for these guys is they might all have similar deck building based on the preview article seems to imply that Lily's deck building is going to be pretty similar to Norman's. What do you guys mm, think? Do you yeah. think they'll do a return to Dunwich where they all have symmetrical deck building? Um, or do you think it's maybe just Lily and Norman that have the start with a class yeah. and then upgrade to another one? I think so. I've had mixed feelings about Norman's deck building for some time. I think it's mostly because like secret cards are incredibly powerful and upgrading into mystics feels like a step backwards. <laughs> but as far as the actual theme theming to like the, the way that it, it translates into the gameplay and mechanics, it, it's very, very fulfilling. The fact that Norman starts out as a seeker and then realizes, you know, he starts to become more, more mystical, more like delving into the arcane secrets of the world. Seems like it's such a great like narrative, both thematically and mechanically for me, uh, that, I, that I love it a lot. So I think that if they did that with all of these, that would, I would be very excited to see how it turns out because it kind of shifts the perspective on how you're looking at what an investigator is, right? Because mostly when you see a blue card, put blue cards in the deck. But now it's like, you know, there's more of a story, I guess, to, to, to it. I, I like the, I guess, the strategy aspect of it. Because like Norman's deck building is you get five Mystic level zero cards Norman or yeah. Seeker level zero cards, and then you can upgrade only into Seeker, uh, upgrade only into Mystic cards. That was perfectly clear. Everyone understands it. Um, <laughs> so, so, so it's kind of a fun puzzle because it's like you don't really want to take uh, the Mystic level zero cards that you definitely want the upgrades of uh, in your deck, unless you want to like waste experience moving stuff around. So it, it forces you a little bit to use maybe different cards for your level zeros um, and like plan out your upgrade path a little bit more than you might with other characters. Um, yeah. So I usually like that. And it, it leads to it, it leads to different combinations than we've seen with like the zero to five, zero to two, you know, primary, secondary class stuff. So I think that's fun. I'm not super excited if they all have the same Norman style deck building just because it seems very weird to me. I it, I don't know. I like it. It it feels like Norman should just be a mystic if he's going to have all mystic cards. Like it's weird that his card is orange, but he, he's mostly playing purple cards. So I'm not a huge fan of it, but I am also interested to see what it might look like for different characters. So I don't know. I I wouldn't expect it though, just because they haven't done like a fully symmetrical set of five that are the same since Dunwich, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that like there's a difference. There's a difference between upgrading from seeker to a different class and that it generally probably just feels bad whereas if you're lily and you're starting out as mystic and then you get to put guardian cards in your deck yeah that's where we want to be <laughs> or like if you're starting out as monterey jack as a rogue and you get like uh lucky cigarette case and like good rogue cards and then you get to upgrade into seeker cards yeah that's where we want to be right so like I like the narrative arc that it kind of rep represents thematically yeah. and mechanically is kind yeah. of what I was talking about. I think a point for it is because this is a new format release, uh, it's probably easier and, and you need to be able to like play each investigator with just the core and the new release cards. They might want to keep it a little more symmetrical just so like that all the characters have stuff to upgrade into and like it's not like heavily weighed towards one class or something. Um, 
that's kind of yeah that kind of reasons i think it might be balanced and plus because it's a new product release like dunwich was the first on uh deluxe it might be like oh we'll keep it symmetrical yeah that's a good point so um so let's take a look at what we know about each one real quick or maybe just randomly uh theorize about them <laughs> yeah so we'll, we'll, we'll just do some quick speculation because one we don't know that much about all of them yet and yeah. two we'll do once we have the full spoilers we'll do like a full episode about them so yeah it's the crowd favorite <laughs> so, he's finally here <laughs> so uh yeah bob the jenkins uh i think we know basically nothing i think mj um in her interview with the hostmasters mentioned that he did that a risk taker is, of some kind that that is, that is false we know a lot about bob jenkins we know that he's an american we know that he is honest and proud we know that he he's a he's a guy that can get stuff done and i, I guess that's really all we know but uh <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm very hyper bob jenkins always one of my favorite arkham files dudes yeah yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Dane had some theory. He talked about the Discord. I mean, we if he does, if it's a zero to five or class to a different class deck building, he's probably survivor to rogue. But uh, what yeah. was your thoughts? You thought he might do something crazy with the encounter deck? I was so I was thinking about that. So there there were two kind of once once MJ uh, said that they would there would be some element of risk, like they'd be a risk taker. I started thinking about uh, so there's a Marvel Champions here that just came out, uh, Star Lord. And his his ability, without going too far into it, is basically just that uh, he can deal himself in counter cards for various benefits. For example, he can play cards cheaper uh, if he deals himself an encounter card. And what dealing encounter card uh, in in Marvel Champions means is basically that uh, you put it in front of you, and then on the next encounter phase, you flip all of the encounter cards that are in front of you over. So it's a little different from Arkham in that once you get an encounter card, generally in Arkham, you just resolve it, but so he can use things that will put encounter cards in front of him, but for a great benefit. So most of his cards are very, very good, but come with the cost of throwing encounter cards in front of yourself. So it'd be a really interesting like thing to do with Bob, right? If if he uh, had like a really powerful signature or was able to include cards easier, like more powerful things in his deck for that trade-off, that'd be really cool. It, that does seem like a good guess. I wonder how that would work with shirt. Oh, oh no. Well, Bob, well, really Bob can't put on the second shirt. Well, in in this game, I doubt that. In this game, I doubt that they would de- defer the drawing the extra encounter cards until Mythos phase. You'd probably do it right away. Mm. So, in that sense, sure, probably wouldn't prevent it. But no, I I, I think that seems cool. I don't know. I'd always pictured him as maybe being a guardian because I think in other Arkham Files games he was fairly good at fighting. Um, but I mean, it, it, you never know. It might be cool. Yeah, yeah I mean. I had another direction with it, which was Bob Shop's Pawn Shop, which very quickly, uh, basically, at the beginning of your turn, you can just sell something to to this guy called Aesop in Netrunner, and he would just give you money for your old used up stuff. So things with counters on them, old guns that you might have used the, all the ammo out of, or spells that you, you're, you're done with using the charges out of. Uh, we've got Joey the Rat level 3, which unfortunately Dexter can't take, but um, if he were to start as a survivor and then move into being upper level uh rogue stuff i could definitely see like items being a thing i know i know uh harrison in the chat was saying he's hoping for level zero to five items that'd be awesome he'd, he'd have so much to pull from contrary to like somebody like rita for, for example who has like what 10 10 trick cards <laughs> out of them maybe five of them are like really exciting to use but but yeah like so something like something cool like that would be would be really nice uh, like kind of a passive economy with using all these items and managing them 
So yeah. Yeah, we, we so we, we really don't know anything about him. We we only know that he's in the set. That's it. So we don't yeah. want to. Yeah. Well, and so we probably shouldn't speculate too much. But I think we're all very yeah. hyped for. If, it, if anyone has any crazy wild speculation, feel free to <laughs> drop a slide at Discord. We could chat about it more. Um, so what about Monterey Jack. So Monterey Jack, we know his stat line. And then he's green. Hey. <laughs> so, so he's a high agility, high hit character. <laughs> I love Monterey Jack because he's really a holdover from the very early Arkham Files slash like uh, Call of Cthulhu whatever days where the characters' names were goofy puns. Like they don't really do that anymore, but they definitely did it for this guy. So <laughs> oh, hell yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm um, yeah, and I mean the stat line is cool. I mean it, it's kind of like a Finn or Trish style stat line, um, I mean, and especially if he upgrades into you know Seeker cards or something, that could be pretty great. If he yeah. upgrades into Seeker, this seems like a very almost incredible stat line. Obviously, five agility. Yeah. Eh, but that I mean that just gives them ability to evade. You know, if, yeah, as we said, Finn or Trish style, but one will. You know, whatever, it's fine. We used to be scared skip, of that. Now it. it's just like it's fine, whatever. So you, you handle it. Just draw a trillion cards and have two you handle this ones in your deck and you'll be fine. Just just make your make your group mates do all the encounter cards. Yeah. I mean if he goes yeah. if he has access to level five uh seekers or something crazy with him being base uh base rogue that, that Trish can't do that he can do. Probably. And all the level five seeker cards are bronkers, right? And rogue is your access to money cards. I mean, he he can so. get like cryptic research, he can get like he upgraded uh he especially if he has like five level zero seeker cards, then he can upgrade them. That's enough to do like upgraded uh ancient stones or whatever. And he's gonna have adaptable too. He's gonna have adaptable. Yeah. No, well no, Which he wouldn't have it. Put it you can... No, he, he yeah, wouldn't no, have no, adaptable. I'm sorry, no, he's not. Bob might Bob Bob Jenkins Bob has yeah. Uh, also five, it would but... It would mean he he couldn't he wouldn't be able to get another day another dollar but he could get studious which is a, a good trade right so yeah, it, it was, Ooh, it, yeah we don't know Real yet was he, studious yeah I mean we we really don't know yet but that would be that would be pretty yeah. good if he yeah. if he could have incredible card draw and money and just have access to the secret card pool oh man he could I, be I would, bonkers. I would like to, since we're on the air right now, uh, and this is all being recorded and witnessed, I would like to uh, issue a dibs to play him on our blind run that is legally binding. And I just did it, so it's too late. You guys can't do anything about it. I mean, that's so, fine. Usually you lock yourself yeah. into the default seeker, but I guess you already know it's Norman. So. Well, so well, well, I, well I, and I do. I obviously reserve the right to change if it turns out that he sucks. It won't be seen. So basically, Dan is shout, calling out first dibs. That's fair. Right. Okay, he's just calling general first dibs. All right, cool, Dan. Uh, so, yeah, we don't, know, we don't know much else about him. He's an archaeologist. You have to be a lead investigator if you play him in a Friday age. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is as close to Brendan Fraser in The Mummy uh, as he gets, right? Ooh, uh, Brendan Fraser. I don't know. Brendan Fraser and the Mummy, not an archaeologist. Yeah. There's another famous movie archaeologist that this guy is maybe more of a direct rip off of. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Indiana Jones 4K uh, Blu-rays are coming out like right now. So it's a good it's a good year, I guess. It's for a good that. year, yeah. Isn't there yeah, an Indiana yeah. Jones 5 coming out soon-ish? There something? is James Mangold. Yeah. Oh, man. Dan, also, what's, your, what's your call now? Is it going to be incredible or terrible? It will, be, it will be probably the best Indiana Jones movie released in the 21st century, that's my, <laughs> is my guess. <laughs> I mean, to draw kind of attention to his stat line a little bit, I mean, one will, yeah, whatever, who cares? He's a rogue. But also, like, 
whenever I see a four and a five in a, in stats, I'm like pretty pretty hyped. Like right, that that's like generally a pretty good baseline. Like Norman and uh, Norman. Gloria are two who who have fives and fours. Um, also pretty respectable. So I mean, Norm, three of at least Norman Monterey and uh, Danielle all have similar s- stat spreads. They have like one, two, four, five distributed some way. Maybe Bob will have something like that too. I don't know. Love love seeing ones on a stat line. Like even if it's Will, like yeah. one on Will is a little. It's not as scary as it used to. It's still kind of a bummer. One on anything else is usually like ooh. Yeah. We talked about that a long time ago, right? About yeah. like how we could optimize a guardian to be like the best fighter if you if they just had like ones in Will and one in we, agility. We honestly want everyone to be like five four one two. Pretty much is just like the best I mean, stat line. That's what I mean. It, that's what three of these investigators are. Exactly. Yes, so. I mean, assuming it's assuming it's arranged in the right way, but that's like pretty much the best stat line. Or honestly, yeah. five five one one would also be good, but I think that's a little too much to ask. Maybe mm. for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah definitely. Good. Yeah. So uh, the third investigator we again know almost nothing about uh, is uh, Daniela Reyes. She's the guardian. Um, again, we know her stat line. She's got five fight, four will, one int. Seem very good. Uh, we also just know that she has. Talk about her having we also know that she has right biceps now. the size of like uh, I don't even know. Like well, those are she, those are crazy. She, I mean, I assume you know she works on she works on her cars all day, and then at night she goes out and has to like fight cultists with a wrench. And wrenches are kind of heavy. Hell yeah! So I, I love I, it. It's it's a double work. The Gordon Freeman experience. I'm, I'm honestly confused about whether she fixes cars or like lifts them all day or something because it, <laughs> like it's hard it's hard to tell. But she could. Well, it's 1920s. Us. They didn't actually have car lifts yet, so they had to have people lift up the cars to get them. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, and uh, and and we were just talking about this, but I mean, five combat, great, four will, pretty good. Like that's that that's neat. Yeah, that that's like basically better than Zoe at a at a base, right? Like because Zoe has four two, uh, yeah, four two. Is that right? Well, yeah, for multiplayer it is. If you go try to go her, go with her in solo, you might struggle to get clues. But, uh, but yeah, I uh, think she she's the one where like with Monterey Jack, we're really excited because it's like, oh, maybe he gets to upgrade into Seeker cards. That would be great. With her, I'm like, oh man, she looks really good. But if she upgrades into like Survivor cards instead of Guardian cards, that would really be a big blow, I think, to her power level. So I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see how this turns out. Yeah, if, yeah. If they all follow the pattern, and she would be the survivor, right? That yeah, would, that would make sense. But, and I mean, else. there's certainly good upgraded survivor cards, but man, you 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 want like beat cop too. You want stuff like that. You know, you want even like stand together and stuff. You don't. Re- you want those if you're gonna fight things. I mean, she get Jessica if she can get survivor. Uh, eh, eh. Which is fine. Yeah. Um, I think somebody has like deciphered the out of focus text that we can see on her and tried to piece together what her ability is, but I did not look at what that theory was at a time. Uh, but someone's definitely done that. Um, I don't know. Uh, I know on our Discord there was a controversy because her intellect was one, uh, which means yeah. she cannot uh, fix fix vehicles. In, in, uh, that is really funny. Yeah. It's, it's, so well, no, she, uh, she, well, but she she specializes in. Uh, not cars, not not boats. What is she? She specializes in like uh, bicycles, which is great actually. Like that's that's the best type of vehicle to work on, or trains. Maybe she's a train mechanic. We don't know. <laughs> we could yeah. go, but that would also constitute some amount of int, right? Yeah, I, I mean, in, intellect is like weird in this. Like I think it's supposed to mostly represent like mythos knowledge, 
uh, sometimes, uh, or it's like a combination of two stats. It's like how observant sure. you are versus how knowledgeable you are about something. In other games, it's like split into lore and and uh... like observation. Like in yeah, Arkham Third Edition, her in Elder Tour, like there's inner intellect is like yeah. So that's that's fair. I like that. That's fine. I don't know, it's fine. It's a sacrifice that had to be made for her to be really good at hitting things with a wrench. I'm, which I'm pretty is. sure there's other I'm pretty sure there's like other cases like this where somebody's style line has not made any sense for what they're supposed to be able Isn't to do. Like but one of the really old people uh who should have like an agility of one, doesn't the one that has like an agility of three? Like Leo Probably. Uh, probably. Or Leo and Norman both have a one, but who's the other older guy? I don't know. Gloria is old and she has a two? No, she yeah. has a one. She has one. She has or two no, oh no, it's Ursula has a fight of of one, but she's like an explorer. <laughs> I don't know if I sure. Care. Yeah, sure. That's why that's weird. I don't know. Sometimes sacrifices you have to make to to get the stats to line up. Yeah. Um we're excited. Yeah, but definitely excited for her. Um so Lily Chen is the one I think we got the most new information about. Uh, I have a bunch of the cards on the screen here, but I don't want to read through them. We'll do that <laughs> when the packs come out over the course of like eight, eight, eight podcast episodes. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, she was strongly implied to have the Norman deck building. Um, and because they previewed a bunch of like, oh, look, these are here's some guardian cards you can take. And I think one of them was level five and they didn't really mention any mystic cards she could upgrade into. Yeah, even the ones here, um, right? Butterfly Swords and Sweeping Kick, they're both level Yeah, one like, these are, these are, like, combat cards that, like, you add your agility or use them, or you, like, do something with your arcane slots, which her thing seems to... A lot of the cards we saw were, like, um, had to do with, like, putting stuff in your arcane slots, I think, and that gave you buffs. Um, she might be really into those kind of weird things, like Spiritual Resolve or uh, Flesh Ward or whatever, the kind of, like, Guardian arcane slot things that are defensive or that do... That would be kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, her sure. the, the big thing with her is her um, her mechanic is like these unbroken broken cards that she can slowly get more of as she gains experience. Sort of like Mandy, but at the cost she gets like an extra weakness put in her deck, I think, as well. Sort of like Mandy, but the cost isn't you have to add 10 extra cards to your deck. Um, so it <laughs> seems better. Um, yeah, yeah. And her disciplines, uh, I think, generally give her buff, buff like static buffs to her to her uh, yeah, skills, right? We've seen two of the four, and they both like give a plus one to one of her skills, and then have some other like kind of powerful effect, and then and then they like give you like a side quest that you have to accomplish, or uh, after afterward in order to activate them again. But the ones mm. we saw so far were like very easy side quests, so it might be like pretty easy to activate them again. Um, so I think that'll be some fun counterplay with her. Um, and yeah, I think she'll be able to benefit from Guardian. She has a f her her stat line's not as good as the other ones. Um, she only has a four fight and then like three in both her well, and three in both of her defensive stats. So that, that that two int really needs to be a one. Like just crank that down. Like it's yeah. it's gotta be yeah. <laughs> I so. think that'd be that'd be too good though, because I, she's already very clearly getting plus one will from this discipline. I'm guessing plus one yeah almost all of her stats so she's gonna be like four three five four I, I'm guessing. I, yeah, I assume she will have a combat discipline. Um and yeah. be able to be at a five at the start of the game and then maybe occasionally go down but yeah that's true um, yeah so and i guess i guess this way like with two int plus if there's an int discipline like in solo you could actually get a clue if you really need to maybe exactly or yeah and also like you've got drawn to the flame you've got like other good like level zero mystic cards that you can slot into your deck 
Yeah, so. and if she upgrades into Guardian, that complaint Dan was having about Daniela, she won't, she won't have, she, she will have access to, like, become... She's going to be going into Vicious Blow level 2, overpower level 2. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, yeah. that would, like, like, for her, that would be really big. I just, I, I think for Daniela, upgrading into Survivor would be sort of bad, but, yeah. yeah. And I think it's interesting for her, because uh, she'll have access to lots of arcane slots, but she probably isn't going <laughs> to want to use the, the basic arcane spells, so she might that we use for like replacing combat or getting clues or whatever she might do some more interesting one like you said like flesh word or, or um or you know suggestion or whatever i don't know well, i guess she doesn't have suggestion but some of the lesser she's, used arcane slot things i think she'll she's had like yeah. she's had interesting interesting abilities related to basic stats in previous arkham files games i think like in eldritch horror she could kind of like upgrade her stats uh yeah and so this is sort of like that it's like you're kind of playing games to boost your basic stats and you have kind of a weird little i did like her in eldritch when i got to play her because my goal was to upgrade all my stats which everyone else seemed to think was not super important but i don't i remember i remember that very well (laughs) (laughs) i miss i miss eldritch horror it'd be fun to go back and play that again but maybe uh Uh, and then we've we've got what one more yeah i mean the other one's dormant so i mean the only new news with him is they kind of like some of the cards they previewed seemed like kind of Oh yeah! Uh, help out, help help out. What I thought his biggest weakness was, which was, if you put skill cards in his deck and they're the top card in his deck, you're just sad you can't do anything with them. But yeah. a lot of the cards they added seem to support like manipulating your deck a lot more to try to get. You could either take the skills off and like play them off the top of your deck, or tuck them away for later was one of them I think. And there was a couple other cards that let you like rearrange uh, um, your deck or like swap a card from your hand to the top of your deck or something is his special card now. So. I think he'll be a lot more interesting with the the cards that come out. Um, but the we, we got do... some great cards here, folks. We got we got Space Dog, we got Book, we got Other Book, <laughs> and we have uh, <laughs> Scary Hand. Hell uh, yeah! So, I know. I'm, I'm excited I, to play. These. I guess the question is: Is do we think from what we've seen so far, do we think uh, Norman will rise to the ranks of some of the other Seekers? Because right now he's kind of a lower tier Seeker. No. I think. No. <laughs> no. That's that's those are really really big boots to fill and if you don't have any pips that can go towards uh yellow land then you're not going to fill them but he can be a good mystic um i think with with his new uh signature the hyperborean grimoire because i'm definitely not pronouncing that that name uh that gives him a lot of flexibility as in terms of like what's at the top of his deck and i've actually always wanted that to be the case where you can swap a card in your hand with the top card of your deck that is exactly what needed to happen with norman and i'm very happy that this is the case here um yeah yeah space dog is also something that i'm very excited to play in him uh that's that's just gonna be the name now thanks dan yeah it's a constellation coming to life and attacking i guess and what what is it what what is it was the constellation look like ben looks like a dog Oh, oh yeah, it's really? Like oh, wolf, oh, interesting. You know, which is also a type of. Uh, right. It looks, it looks kind of friendly. It looks like, a, it looks like a dog. It does look no, friendly. It has glowing red eyes, Dad. Yeah, but that's just because it's in space. It's fine. No, I, th- <laughs> this is cool. I'm excited to give Norman a shot. Yeah, I, I think, I think the, uh, the, the saddest thing about this slide is that Astronomical Atlas is not level two because I've been waiting for a card called Bookmark to be added to this game forever for Patrice to play. And in Netrunner, Bookmark was a thing where you could just store things under it and like save them for later so that you can like pop them you can trash the bookmark and then throw everything back in your hand that was underneath the bookmark uh which is something that patrice would benefit greatly from but uh you know it, uh, maybe, maybe she'll we'll, get cleptomania maybe we'll get a downgraded version of it eventually yeah. that'd be nice 
Yeah. All right. So that's it for investigators. We we saw like a they previewed I think a, a bunch of player cards. I mean, there's like 200 player cards, or maybe I mean they advertised what 250 in the pack, but probably like you know it's probably including the doubles, right? So it's probably like 120 or something. Um, but uh, I don't know. The big thing that I think they mentioned was they're bringing back dual class cards. Um, Yay! I don't know. Are we excited about this? It did, it seemed to imply they weren't doing the split upgrades like they did previously, which kind of makes them less exciting for me. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't. The dual class cards are fine. I don't hate them, but they're not that exciting. I, honestly, I think Ben's right. Like the thing that was kind of interesting about them was to see how they would get upgraded in two different ways, and they would have like the slightly different art. So they're not doing that anymore. It's kind of like, uh, what's the point? But. Um, I don't know. I mean, it does. It's sort of like we were talking about. It does give you more options if you're upgrading. If you're just starting with this as your collection, it sort of means that a lot of these cards could, in theory, be used by more characters in the box than they otherwise would be able to. So that's neat. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Go ahead. I was saying, if they do the the upgrade path, we're thinking for these five investigators, and this obviously means a lot more of them have access to uh, some of these higher level cards. Really cool, but. I think that's exactly the reason, right? Because they're putting this together and maybe that's an argument for all of them being uh, the, the the good old Norman switcheroo route in their with their deck building because like they built the set and they were like, wait a minute, we can't play, like this, this isn't as fun because the deck building is maybe a little more difficult. So introducing like more, more of an influx of these type of cards where Norman had a weird thing where he was like one of the only ones who, if he took a dual class card, it would actually count for two of his zero slots. Is that right? I remember <laughs> yeah. something weird like that happening with him. I'm hoping they like revise that ruling because it was weird and awkward. Um, yeah, I, he was, I, like, I thought it got eroded. Oh, it I got eroded for everyone just, except Norman, I think. Uh, yeah, I, that's what I heard. <laughs> so, like, so the way that these are, though, since they're all, at least except for medical student on the, on the thing here. Um, that the, Wait. the upgraded dual class cards are just serving to help like them flex into different things a little easier. I, I thought the weird thing about the dual class cards was for like Carolyn because she had up to some number of seeker or uh you know no. mystic and it was if you had a seeker and mystic card it counted as both or something. Uh I think no, it was it was she has the word other on the back of her card, or she was errated to have it. Uh, I don't remember the exact order, but okay, so it didn't apply. But Norman doesn't. But uh, uh, sultry in chat is mentioning that MJ does say that uh, Norman's been fixed to have the word other on it. So I guess they're keeping the rules, nice. but correcting hey. so it's not awkward. So all right, that's, that's good. good to know. Thanks, um, sultry. Timmy yeah, chat yeah. also has a good a good point here. I don't know if anybody noticed the multi class cards are a nice hint to the investigator classes, huh? Huh? So like uh, the the upgrade paths. Oh yeah. Oh, well. Um. Oh, wait a minute. How how would that work? I know. I don't know what you mean by that. Like the the classes that they're accessible for, maybe. Uh. uh but I mean... that. But but for instance, we see a seeker survivor one and a seeker uh rogue one. But Norman is neither of those. Like there wouldn't be oh, both secret. I mean, it might be, but I I don't think so. Yeah, yeah that's right. I, think, I think it's just going to be a mix of different combos. I don't think it'll necessarily align with the the ones in the deck. Uh, or I was the, I was optimistic that they cleverly have, uh, cycled the ones that. I mean, they, have you guys have you guys ever tried Moxie? I did. Drink or the player card. <laughs> very, it's very gross. <laughs> Old. I did. Yeah. Are you talking about Moxie, the rogue beverage? <laughs> 
talking, I'm talking about the beverage. It's very gross. Oh, no, definitely not. <laughs> it does taste like pennies, Captain Farnes. That is what it tastes like. <laughs> but not and not even like fresh new pennies, but like pennies that have been in various people's pockets for like a decade. That sounds terrible and gross. It's nasty as hell. My grandparents right. used to drink it. All right, let's let's move on. Let's talk anyway. about what we know about the campaign. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we discussed. Yeah, I guess we kind of talked about the campaign a bit earlier, where we were like the the arrangement where it's like it could be four to ten different scenarios. So like uh, I think MJ said that you do the first four scenarios then it'll branch off and i think it's depending on uh if you keep your crew alive or not and there's like 10 10 different people in your group that you need to somehow keep alive i'm not i'm not sure um but uh i guess that, that's going to kind of make it that ties into it like being a, a sequel to the mountains of madness right um and kind of like dunwich right where it's sort of yeah. like a direct sequel to a thing that's already been in the the mythos that we already know about yeah yeah, yeah. um and Mountains of Madness is one of my favorites, and I think. Oh yeah, it's 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 really good. So I'm definitely excited for that. Um, we got we got the return. We have returning characters like uh, Danforth and you know William Dyer. And Hell yeah, Danforth! Yay, Danforth! <laughs> also, man with dog. Very excited about that dog handler. Hell yeah! There Do you remember a, in a, what a great profession in Eldritch Horror, the Mountains of Madness expansion added random like hypothermia stuff that would just be in the deck for even when you weren't doing Antarctica, which is weird. But it also added sled dogs, which I remember was like a thing that you just always yeah. find. You, you'd you'd be hanging out in like you know India or something, and there would be like sled dogs in the deck or something. <laughs> it was strange. Yeah, I expect we'll see some dogs uh, as as a form of transportation of this case. And penguins, giant penguins. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. I'm most interested in this James Cookie uh, Frederick's character over here on the left hand side. There, what's his deal? And is he holding a cookie in his art? He's holding a gun, actually. Or, no, and it, it looks it like is right directed hand. towards what your is, face. In his right hand. What is he holding? Is that a giant? I cookie? think that's a cookie. I th- I that's think he's cookie. eating a cookie and pointing a gun, which is honestly like life goals for me. Like that's yeah. like, that's where I want to be in life. Is yeah. Uh, no that's i'm also uh i'm very excited for i mean one of the great things about mountains of madness is that you get to hang out with like early 20th century planes back when a plane was roughly as complicated mechanically as like a modern bicycle is and it was insane that they worked it off look at that look at that picture of the aeroplane mechanic like look at look at that plane oh Uh, the runner i know yeah yeah like yeah, like we were, we were talking about how the the Mountains of Madness board game comes with a little plane toy inside it, and it's like part of the game, which is amazing. Like I don't I don't think that this game will come with I don't think this, this box will come with a little plastic plane, but I would be very happy if it did. I don't know. Maybe maybe it will. <laughs> just you don't throw know. that out in the ether. I mean, if not, Dane will just Dane will add one to his box of stuff. So oh, yeah, you yeah. know, I'll, yeah. I'll actually go grab it from the Mountains of Madness game right now. So <laughs> definitely, uh, so we'll yeah. On, on now, uh... but um. And you have one more thing, Dane? I like the idea of trying to keep people alive. It looks like from from the splash that you just showed there, uh, they they have like a dash in their cost, meaning that you can't like flip them back from into your hand with that one card. Uh, there's not, not going to be a way to like deal with that. They just have to be out. So I'm imagining that this set's going to be a lot of like that stuff where it's like, Take three damage. Assign it first to you know allies if you can or whatever. And you're actually going to want to play things like trusted I, or like you know interesting weird I, cards. You know like yeah, I'm assuming these guys are going to be like on the board. They might not. Everyone might not be in every scenario, but I think I assume they're going to be like a shared character. And I assume their health and damage are going to carry over between scenarios as well as whatever their resource thing is on each one. 
Um, yeah, because yeah. a big a part of the big campaign is trying to keep them alive, and like which ones die, I think determines which scenario pass you branch branch into. Um, and also, they all seem to they all their abilities on them sound good. I mean, some of them are specific to the campaign, so it's hard to tell exactly. But it seems like they'll be powerful people that you want to keep alive, and maybe you will have to make choices on which ones you want to keep. It's like a better version of supplies, right? <laughs> I, I kind of I kind of assume it'll be sort of a mix of like Dunwich mixed with the Alejandro and Ichitaka thing from Forgotten Age, where it'll be like they'll get kidnapped at some point and you'll have to save them, but also sometimes it'll be like these two people are having a fight about which direction to go and you have to like choose to ally with one of them or something. Or choose so that, to save one of them, maybe. Yeah, like oh, oh no, they're, they're both death. hanging from a branch. Yes, a I want that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I want think there's that a lot decision. of. There's a lot of neat stuff they can do with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not, definitely. None of these guys are guys gonna that are going going to go in your deck though, right? They don't have costs and they don't take up slots yeah. or anything. So they're probably just gonna start and play. They're definitely or be just somewhere on the board yeah. somewhere. I'm so, guessing the partner mechanic is gonna figure that out yeah, somehow. Yeah, it might be like each scenario, each investigator picks like one or two partners to start and play with or something like that. I don't know. Mm, yeah, or depending but on various. I'm excited for it. That... I think it'll be interesting. Uh, I'm hoping it is like pretty hard to actually keep them all alive, so there are like actual decisions you have to make. Um, yeah, yeah. I love when there are mechanics in a scenario that warrant the use of cards that would normally not be used by like a optimal deck or whatever. Mm. You know, like like when you want to use um, open gate, for example, on a really big map uh, like Blob or something, or like uh, I don't know, like other other things that allow you like in in for for example carcosa where you want to take fine clothes right like one copy or two copies in your deck to begin with and then upgrade out of it those are the things that i love that when when scenarios can do that that like some card gets elevated because of the scenario i love yeah i'm definitely excited to see what's go, uh, going on this campaign but the question really is how will it compare to the legendary betrayal at the madness madness um we're we're obviously big fans of bat mom the yeah. uh the fan made campaign created by our friend tim not not the i've got a plan tim the other tim um <laughs> I, I so here here are my initial thoughts one as excited i am as i am to get an official mountains of madness scenario i wish they'd waited like one more year i wish that <laughs> they, they, we'd had a chance to like finally have Tim like completely finish Batmom before this came out. He's got, uh, he's got time, but you know, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very, I'm very. He just needs to like quit his job and just work full time on this, <laughs> this campaign or something. I'm sure you can convince um, him to do so. Yeah, I, I do think uh, it, it's interesting that you know Tim stuck pretty close to the standard like eight scenario model for Batmom, even though right. in theory you know he could do it however he wanted. And it's interesting that when FFG gets around to doing a take on it, they've switched to this new thing where they actually have like more flexibility. So that's mm -hmm. that's kind of a weird, interesting thing to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting too. I think a lot of the the ways that uh, this we've already seen some of the mechanics working out do actually parallel to some of the things in Batmom. Um, in that, like for example, the allies thing, right? We we discovered very early on that there's going to be a lot of allies in your deck. Mm -hmm. uh, and and this very clearly the same thing maybe not in your deck explicitly but you know you're gonna have to have this party of people that you're keeping alive etc so 
One thing that I'm expecting is for there to be fewer Nazis in uh, Edge of the Earth, which <laughs> honestly is a disappointment because there's no better villain really for this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Batman sure. takes place in like the 30s, right? The late 30s. Well, well, so. this. I mean, the reason Tim said it in the late 30s is because if you want to have the, you have to. If you're setting it after when Mountains of Madness took place, you kind of have to. I think. Yeah. So this, I'm expecting, will also maybe take place around then, and they'll just kind of fudge it a little bit. But uh, but I, I think it might be like if there's Nazis in it, they can't sell it in Germany or something. There's like rules like that. So maybe maybe that's it. Fair. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, oh, it's definitely excited to compare them. Um, and uh, what else? Would, so the other theories is they didn't really give us too many clues on like what the actual story beats will be, other than we're going to the Arctic. Um, but or did they? I don't know. So. Uh, ben was pretty bored when this announcement came out and spent a lot of time staring at all the cards. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a real... Uh, you've, you've really got the, like, standing in front oh, of the board and like, playing at all the stuff. I so haven't here, seen man. this yeah, before. I'm excited. If I, excited. Had, well, no, if we, I had we, more time we, to make the slideshow, I was definitely going to make a big conspiracy we, board. We, we haven't seen Ben in this mode since the maybe all the packs from Dream Eaters are named after albums that everybody likes or whatever. Like, what, what, wasn't it something like that? There was something yeah, like that. That's exactly know. what it was. <laughs> That's so, exactly what it was. Yeah, there's a couple of cards with this like six figure hand going on. Um and I couldn't I didn't do a great job of actually finding what this could reference, but I No, well, that, well this is there's there's a nebula that looks like a giant hand. I forget yeah. what it's called, but there's there's a famous Hubble photograph that is oh. it looks like an outstretched hand. Like, like that's what the Harbinger really looks like is that picture. Oh yeah, sure. You sure. see, but there's there's six red dots implying there's six fingers. Like it looks kinda like oh, yeah, sure. one hand, but it could actually have six fingers. Yeah, I, no, I, I mean, I agree. It's, it's not exactly like that, but I think the the nebula. I'll, I'll try to find it, but I, I think the nebula thing might also have six fingers. I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, but anyway, uh, definitely, definitely some type of six fingered creature. They mentioned like a some type of something swats you out of the sky, and I think in Mounds of Madness, it's like a, it's just referred to as like a dark god or something. Is like the big spooky mm-hmm. thing there. So I assume that's going to be the big ancient one. Maybe we don't. I don't know if there's too much lore in it yet, at least not within the default uh, Arkham files. Um, I wanted to do more research on it, but I didn't totally have time. But I don't know if anybody else has theories uh, about the six-fingered uh, monster. You know, I know there's there are some the theories light. about. Um, some people are thinking that it's just Narlathotep because he said like kind of at the end of some, one of the one of the. Um, I guess not the true ending, but he says it at the end. He's like, I'll get you, you know, investigators. I'll get be back. next time. Yeah, yeah, I expect yeah, exactly. we'll see a mutant. That kind of a thing. So people were speculating maybe that that was the case. But I expect we'll um, see Narlathotep again. I was hoping we wouldn't see him this soon because there are, like, other other directions you can go. Um, yeah. Um, there's also so. the big frog god, uh, Sagathagwagwagra. I don't know if that's an uh, Arctic god. I mean, we might see if if Aqua or whatever. They might maybe merge it in. With sure. Us. I don't know. Sure. It's yeah. Like, yeah. There's a lot that, of possibilities. I think Athaqua maybe is in the northern uh, zone of the planet. I don't quite remember. I think so too. He's he's more up in. Um... I was. And... 
Yeah, the Arctic. I, I was thinking Alaska it might be Gardale there we go. from the Smurfs, but uh, I don't know. That's that's unconfirmed. We don't really we don't really have any evidence for that either way. I don't know. I'm, sure we'll see, I'm sure we'll see some Elder Things and some Shock Oss and stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, oh yeah, we'll definitely we'll definitely see both of those and probably giant penguins. So yeah, that's as long as we get to see those, it's it's gonna be oh, it's gonna be good. There's definitely gonna be some giant penguins. It's gotta be. So uh, I'm excited for that. So and I think that he meant. Uh, I think in the Mythos Busters. MJ mentioned that the prologue is like super long for this, which means Dan will have time to go get a taco while I read it. Um, Excellent. That's that's what we want to hear. But yeah. maybe that's going to do some setup. I'm hoping there'll be like some fun like mystery to try to, as usual, like try to not try to figure out what's that's, going on exactly. I mean, that's an issue. Normally, if the prologues if the prologues are very long but not quite long enough for a taco break. I have to set Ben to like 1.5 X speed and then just like read Twitter or something. But if it's long enough for a taco break, I can just leave it at 1.0 X speed and go get a taco. So I'm going to, that's going to be great. So that kind of tips to me that maybe there's going to be some decisions to be made in the, in the prologue and that like, it's talking a lot about like maybe your relationships with, with some allies. So you're going to have to make some decisions. Like, do you go with the dog herder or do you go with the, the plane mechanic? Obviously, the dog herder is the right choice. Definitely dogs, the plane mechanic. But... It's not even close. <laughs> Why would you want to hang out with a bunch of dogs to just like poop and bark when you could have a plane and a person that knows how to fix the plane? This is the easiest decision in the world. See, we're already debating it. It's fun. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I assume the prologue is going to try to set up each character to make you feel emotionally attached to each one so that when they die mm-hmm. later, <laughs> you feel really bad about it. That's what I'm expecting. Um, it's it's going to be a campaign of epic proportions for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think we might be uh, scraping at, at the bottom of the barrel hill for news now. One of these so cards mentions something more. called <laughs> mentions something called frost tokens. Any guesses of what could possibly be? Tokens. It could be like sprinkles or something. But uh, <laughs> sprinkles this, token from this from this. Uh, it's oh snowkins. That's adorable. Anyway, <laughs> uh, after you reveal one or more snowkin tokens, oh god, that's the best. Uh, you know, that kind of a thing. So, so this is like bless and curse kind of all over again, except it's just one. Um, we were kind of speculating at, at what these would do. And honestly, the only thing that I'm thinking is another Batmom parallel, which is that uh, in Batmom, there was this thing called frost damage, which was a different kind of damage. It, it basically was damages for, for all intents and purposes, the same thing. But it did something extra. Like if, if you were you consider yourself frozen after you've done it. So it kind of sets the investigator's state to that. Similar to Poisoned, I think it would kind of be, where then encounter cards affect you differently if you're frozen and you can like, you know, drink drink some warm soup. Maybe Thermos will finally have a good use and and, uh, you can drink some warm soup to get rid of the frozen thing. Yeah, I mean, I assume they're going to be something like to represent like the dangers and how cold it is so like maybe you'll draw one you'll take a damage it could be something straight from like back or maybe each scenario it'll do something different um, yeah kind of like could, a, on the scenario card or something right it could also my, be like my, a, it could my, also my be guess like, is my guess is unlike blessing curse tokens you won't remove it after you draw one um yeah yeah i, I don't know we, we don't really know what it'll do yet i i if they're gonna do this for every campaign from now on i'm just Really excited to give the Orbits guy more money every time he do this. So that's that's yeah. great. Same for Jack yeah, I, I think he already said uh, he's going to have them ready, hopefully, in time for the campaign. So yep. um, sounds sounds right. All right, I have uh, one last question for you guys, um, and this is I need the council's opinion on this. So before this campaign was revealed, I uh, mentioned that on a certain card, uh, <laughs> it said the edge of the earth. 
uh, on the internet. And lo and behold, it became the campaign was called Edge of the Earth. But I didn't strongly campaign Whoa. it. It was kind of a lackluster uh, confidence. Do I get any internet points? Yes or no? Oh, man. <laughs> so didn't didn't people like immediately guess that it was the ends of the Earth? Yeah, because we they, somebody so. leaked it like the acronym was EOF, you know, whatever. Yeah, and then, and, then, like, and then like in, immediately everyone guessed ends of the earth. I, I feel like you get some internet points for noticing this, but I feel like having already everyone assumed it was like ends of the earth, it's like that kind of takes some of the yeah. value off of it. I searched, I couldn't this? find anyone else point out this card before I did. And I think MJ <laughs> did say that this was the reference. Uh, but it was, I just commented in come one out. random Discord chat. But this didn't come out in Innsmouth, though. This came out a no, while ago. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, I there's know, a 100% um, chance uh, they were trying to think of a cool name, and like <laughs> they're like, oh, look, look at this thing. We have this over here. <laughs> I, uh, I, I will never understand exactly how FFG's like development cycle and sort of lead time thing works out, because... I think in in the Drown of the Flame interview, she mentioned that they were working on this like during the pandemic, this campaign. Yeah. So that means they were they were working on it, you know, like last year, like no more than like a year ago. But at the same time, like uh, you know, the, Crack the Case came out what like two three, two years ago, maybe more. Yeah, I think Circle Undone was when it came out. My my guess is that they had the name and they had like maybe a rough idea for what it was going to be, but they didn't actually do the development on it until more recently. I mean, the Crack the Case has a quote from. Um... Oops. Uh, <laughs> Reverse uh, zoom. Yeah. Oh no. Um, yeah. Sure. Shroud and Gore. I thought I had a. I thought I had Mount Zion's quote on it, but I guess not. Um. So who knows? But no. Anyway. Arthur Conan Doyle. All right. So I get half an internet point. All right. I'm sure that'll yeah. give me something. Yeah. Uh. Any other? Do you guys have any other comments on the Edge of the Earth news that you wanted to bring up? Uh, I really love the kind of light blue cyan color of the boxes. Very, very nice color. Huge yeah. fan. Yeah, I think uh, I'm I'm pretty excited just for the whole thing in general. Like almost everything about all of this news, I'm I'm pretty stoked about all of the like from how the investigator deck building is is going to be to the new release model. Everything is just like I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm I'm all excited about it. Yeah. Somebody in the uh, chat, Sultry in the chat, is saying um, Edge was supposed to come after TCU, but because it was so close to Forgotten Age, uh, they didn't want to put it out immediately after. Mm. Some new information I didn't know. Uh, I, could, I, I could see that. Yeah, that, yeah could, I, that could make sense. I mean, I'm sure they have, I'm pretty sure MJ has like, you know, 20 different campaign ideas like all lined up and then has to decide which one to, to go for next. So I, I could see that making mm. sense. Um, yeah, so one well, last Go ahead. Still waiting for a campaign where you get to go inside a volcano. I don't think we've gotten to do that yet, right? Oh yeah, that'd be like a Hawaiian like a tropical fire, type deal. A fire uh, themed campaign or anything like that, or a hot, I, hot place. I, I don't know. I think like Hawaiian kind of Pacific campaign with volcanoes and Cthulhu in it. That's now that we've gotten the mountains yes. of this one. That's yes. on the top of my wish list now. Yeah, oh that's, yeah, that's, that, that's cool. what that's what I want to see. Yeah. Oh yeah, from cold to hot, <laughs> freezing to boiling. Yeah. <laughs> So the last thing we're going to talk about is a, a leak that we've seen a lot of rumors for, um, but has not yet officially been confirmed. Um, so if you don't want to hear about that, you need to uh, stick your fingers in your ears for a couple minutes um, and then yeah. come back when Dean uh, lists off all our socials that you can subscribe and like on. But uh, so this <laughs> this is um, 
so there's rumors of the revised corset and we saw like a leaked image uh i think like the spanish version or something um it's very possible this could be faked but uh it seems pretty seems pretty likely i don't know what do you you guys think about it looks like it's gonna be like an actual basically two corsets together and come with like some new tokens lead investigator token baby (laughs) we got there I I would put money on it because this is a very realistic looking package. It completely back before this game came out, like in early 2016, there was literally a leaked image of the box in like Spanish, just from some game store somewhere. (laughs) So we knew there was going to be an Arkham Horror LCG before they even announced it. So this completely fits with the pattern so far. And as much as we love this game, the I feel like the the kind of community fans of it is not big enough for there to be some random person who is really good at Photoshop and enjoys just making shit up to confuse people. <laughs> so I, I, I would put money on this being real. You you should take a trip down to the custom scenario campaign because those, those yeah, people who, who have made them are phenomenal. Oh, they're, at, they're very, they're very good at Photoshop, Photoshop they're, and they're, have but, many ideas. But, but for this, for this to be <laughs> fake, you need to have someone who's very good at Photoshop and is just like a troll that just wants to confuse sure, people. Sure. Sure. Yeah, and I, I, yeah. I don't think it's like a Venn diagram. And I doubt that we have people that are in both of those camps. Yeah. Zero trolls in the Arkham Horror community. I, yeah. I've been guess I've been kind of like thinking for years that they should do a new core set. And the main thing would just be to swap out night of the zealot for like a newer campaign that is maybe more fun to play and like a better intro to it and yeah, like, like the gathering part two and three rather than midnight masks and devour below just all the gathering all the time do you mean they no, I, I, more that. like midnight masks part one two and three because that's the actual good part of night of the zealot but no i mean they, they could do other stuff like they could it looks like they've if again assuming this is real it looks like there's at least some of the same player cards but they've redone the art on some of the investigators yeah. i mean they could they could do like an entirely new set of corset player cards if they wanted to to give people a reason to buy it they wouldn't necessarily have to like when netrunner did a revised corset it was no completely new cards it was some cards from the original corset and some from the first couple cycles so there's a lot of things they could do but even if they're just going to give us a new kind of intro campaign i think that's great and it also looks like they're sort of getting rid of the thing where you have to buy two corsets to have a full set of cards and i know people complain about that a lot so that's incredibly good uh buying two corsets is always very hard to when people are joining the game to explain like yeah if you want a deck build you got it two corsets um but from the preview image here i kind of looks like it's probably just going to be the same set of two uh like the quantity of two, like what's in two core sets but with only one you know set of encounter cards um with some alt art for like the investigators and maybe some of the cards of new art because this looks like it's the uh gathering in the picture here but i mean if if that's the case i would be mildly disappointed by it just because it seems like an opportunity to do more but i mean and also because i would probably still buy it to get the different art on the cards even though it doesn't yeah. actually have anything new so yeah that was. Yeah, it's like that show. time when they <laughs> released the revised cores for uh for netrunner like and then then you know the game died and then the revised cores like skyrocketed to like 200 dollars, <laughs> and nobody had them and the really cool red level clear or green level clearance was like super cool art and i never got one well, the cool thing about that for me was that I had already bought three of them to get a full set of all the new arts. So, could, you know, it'll probably same thing will happen here. Now, oh, yeah, now I have to get two of these, of course. But yeah, you know. yeah. People, people complaining you had to buy two Arkham cores. Never know you had to buy three. So I don't. Whatever. Yeah, cool. Complain about it more. I don't care. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. No. 
I mean, obviously I'll still buy this. Uh, I'll have enough, then I'll have enough uh, core set and counter cards for like the next uh, four campaigns. Because I think for my birthday last year, people just bought me Arkham Horror core <laughs> core sets. See, <laughs> see, that's a that's a big thing. It would be that's another cool thing. It would be neat if they revised because they've sort of like stopped using a lot of the core set encounters because I feel like they just got tired of them. Yeah. Um, like oh, Frozen yeah. in Fear and stuff. I mean, I mean, I think partly it's like they needed to have a kind of a relatively generic set of cards that could fit in any campaign, so maybe they yeah. wouldn't change it. But it just seems like another opportunity that they could, with a little bit of effort, they could put new stuff in here that would make it exciting for existing players. Yeah. yeah, there's also a good argument to be made where because we're having this new release model, uh, things like this can happen, right? Because we've got so far, we've got side scenarios that can come out. We've got parallel investigators that can come out. Um, we've got like investigator starter type packs that could come out. This is kind of a natural thing to release at some point in the in the uh, lapse of time between multiple you know uh, uh, campaigns coming out. So. Uh, this is definitely very welcome, and I think it's more realistic now than it ever has been with like a Mythos pack release schedule. Uh, here's the message they're talking about <laughs> the Dead of the Zealot in chat, but they're talking about MJ uh, regrets <laughs> the Woods card in the yep in the Darvely get stuck in forever, or it's also in a uh, the Circle of Dud. And the re- I think the reason for that is is because they did a live stream at one point of the Circle of Dud, and she was stuck in it for the entire like three hours. <laughs> Uh, that's uh, that's not what you want i do uh i wonder if they would i wonder if they would maybe do something like like at least kind of bundle return to night of the zealot in here with the uh you know with this because that does make night of the zealot a lot better yeah they might, yeah it's possible they can combine them we don't know how many cards are in here or anything so it, it would be nice if it was all in one set and it's also possible this will maybe be a storage solution for it i think that was one thing we missed is that supposedly the new uh campaign uh, then two new campaign bo- two boxes will have function as a storage solution out of the gate, which is kind of a yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll for see sure if that holds up or not. But um, yeah, yeah, I think they took a lot of the positive reception from the Marvel Champion stuff because that also serves as a box. They've got these like nice little inserts for you to pack your decks in and stuff like that. Yeah, and also their release model is very much of like just get one box and you can play with you know two people comfortably, four people if you're stretching it. So <laughs> that's I think is probably exactly what's going to happen here. Yeah. So it'll be cool. Hopefully, it'll be uh, a good, good, good way to breathe more life into the game uh, and get more people into the game more easily. Uh, so, and uh, it'll be a good way for me to spend uh, fifty dollars to get a couple alt alt arts. So that's great. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, well, it's it's better than what we normally do, which is like uh, go on eBay after Gen Con and spend stupid amounts of money for promos. Yeah. So <laughs> for like two cards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least at least we're like kind of indirectly funding FFG to keep making more of the game instead of just funding people to go to Gen Con and get cards they don't want and sell them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's always, a good point. Always thinking of that silver lining, Dan. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. That's it. Who else is excited about both Edge of the Earth being, what is it, September, November ish, maybe, possibly? I, and the I final saw... two, and and the final two scenarios of Batmom. Hopefully before then. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you rumors... haven't played it yet, get it in. Yeah, I saw rumors for September for the investigators and like November for the campaign, but I don't, you know, it's... take that with a grain of salt. So that kind of sounds right. I'd, yeah. I'd buy yeah. that. Yeah, and I mean, who else wants to speculate more about what this set's going to bring? Let us know your thoughts. Come hang out with us on Discord. We've got we've got a beautiful little Discord. <laughs> 
Reach out to us on Facebook, Reddit, Instagram, or email us at comments at mur.fm. If you really love our show and want to get more involved, join us on patreon.com slash University Radio to get access to exclusive Discord channels and other fun stuff. Or just leave us a nice review on your favorite podcasting network. Whatever works best for you. Thanks, everybody, for joining us here today. It's been fun to talk about things, speculate about the edge of the earth. Be safe, and we'll catch you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you, everybody.